Welcome back to the Show Place channel where we have Otto Cedeno and George Ruff. How is everyone doing in this fine Monday? What's up guys? How you doing? Happy Monday everyone. Uh, as always, as every week, here we are. The three generations of realtors. <laughs> you guys can't see us, but Guido's got on the freshest watch I've ever seen. Sure. It's it's diamond. You know, he makes some money and he put it on his wrist. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Nah, nah, I love I love jewelry. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, George has always told me that every time you walk in, the women always look at a man's watch and shoes. And shoes. <laughs> I think I got pretty decent shoes. And I'm that. not. I don't. I don't believe in in paying too much for shoes. And though. nails. Nails. Oh, I gotta get my nails done. <laughs> oh man. What's up, man? How's going? How's everything going? So I have, I have a listing appointment tomorrow, property in Nightdale. Um, I have qualified buyers to buy, but no inventory. So hopefully we can get him in one of those houses that I'm going to list. I also have another listing appointment in Henderson. Um, this is pretty chill for me. You know, I've gone into another path and feel like I'm actually doing more work than normal. You know, with you, I would get like the qualified buyer. I just show them the house and that's it. But now I really have to put in the work in. You know, I have to make sure I get their documents, get them to go to the bank, get them like do the whole and process. something more important. Yeah, the trust. I mean, they, and the trust. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they when client call me, a client call me right now, and he knows that he he gotta trust me because I know that client for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like they more patient when they know you. And they listen to you whatever advice you give them compared to a new buyer that you don't know and they're not gonna trust you okay is this guy good is not good i mean that he's a you know uh, this is this agent have a uh, a record of being a good agent so you know what i'm saying that's something that you they don't know so it's not trust right there so it's gonna be maybe a little a little bit harder for you as an, as an agent going and get the clients it's different when somebody give it to you like here is the client just show the house and present the conversation yeah mm -hmm. that first year of working with you guys since i have like about nine actually sold listings i show that you know yes. i show my first year my experience all the knowledge i have right now and i'm set you know and i feel like any other regular agent it takes them a long time well the knowledge that you have guido today is huge i mean he did he did you did a lot of transactions for me and you did a good job like no no complaint at all from consumers mm -hmm. I mean, you know i i call consumers and they were how is guido doing uh, did he treat you good i mean he, oh yeah he's a good kid he helped me a lot he knows what he's doing good kid that's why they tell me you're 20 so pe people mm -hmm. uh, people don't trust too much i was 19 young, when I, with those first transactions yeah. too people don't trust too much to young uh agents but uh Kind of, I transferred that knowledge to you, mm -hmm. so they, they feel very comfortable. But now there is no transfer of anything, so you gotta do it on your own. And yeah. you, but that's a good thing that you have that record in the past that, that you did, I did this. They don't know if you did it with me or not, so they see that you did that. The work is done. The work the is done, it was well closed. done though. That's good, yes. a really congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. My actual, my last, very, my, my, my last listing, the one in Burlington, that one was hard. That one was really hard. We had a buyer who thought she was the queen of Burlington and she could get whatever she wants in the world. She had us 
she had like, the, the the seller even gave her money so she can just close. Yeah, look, this is what I know in real estate. It's not what you deserve, it's what you negotiate. That's, yeah. that's business. Because a lot of people think they deserve something. Buyers, sellers, realtors, I deserve this, I deserve this, I have the most knowledgeable person, I deserve. It's not about that, it's what you negotiate, how you approach people. That's why when, 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 um, like, um, uh, how you call uh, intelligence, uh, emotion intelligent. If you are emotional intelligent, intelligent, you can get anything done. Like you can get a lot of things. Like because your your emotion doesn't play. It plays a big role on how you control everybody in the transaction. So I think focus on being emotion intelligent more than a very a very knowledgeable real estate agent. I mean, it's better to be a are emotional intelligent and be the best real estate agent in the world. Yeah, what do you think, George? How'd you get the listing? Which one? The ones you have, your appointments. Oh, my um, my mom, she she does Colombian French, she likes to flip. So she contacted me with her. And then there's another guy called Cesar. He works with my dad. And he he had he had told that he wants to sell a property, so he just contacted me with him. That's pretty much it. Referrals. Yeah, referrals. That's good, man. How do you feel now that you're on your own? Well, you're not on your own, but you're independent. It feels like I'm on my own, actually. Like it's, it's um, I'm very independent. So at this point, my main goal is to prove that I can do it on my own. You know, I feel like if I get any type of help, I'm gonna. Like, oh. But and, you know, it's not bad to ask for help. You know, of course. Not. But I want to show that you know I got this. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm do it. it. This is something you know? important that is gonna be. I mean, it's going to play a big role in your life. The next step of your life will be patient. <laughs> and that's something the young generation, they don't have patience. They just want to do things, results right yeah. away. So you're not going to see money in the next three to four months. So put that in your head. Because if, you, if you're not prepared... You got some closings coming up. Yeah, yeah but it's still. Mm -hmm. no? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it's still <laughs> a closing will take 45 days to two months. Right, but the biggest thing that you'll learn from this experience is that it's a challenge. It took you a lot of deliberating. It was scary. You made the decision. You own the decision. And when it ends up being successful, because it will, you're a good worker, you're smart, you know this game, and, and the projects we're going to start are going to... You're gonna be you're gonna be fine you're gonna look back and be like damn I probably should have done that earlier or the next problem you have in your life you're gonna think back and be like oh I, I handled that situation everything tends to build on itself the problem with the generation he says today is that like I don't want to say kids but the younger generation hasn't had those challenges and hasn't had the, the necessity to make those scary decisions and live with them like you have no backup plan no plan B right so that's makes you work and when you can see that you can do it and you can do it, any of the problem that comes, you're going to be like, ah, it's not that bad. I always measure my newest problem against my oldest problem. And if it's more serious than my old problem, then I, I freak out. If it's yeah. not as serious, I'm like, ah, oh, I can handle that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's trials and tribulations, man. And in this, this world, your generation has a hard time getting them because like, the, the expectations are someone will take care of you. Someone will give you something, or you deserve. You know what it is, but you're you're not really like that, so it's it's good. But yeah, yeah. I'm ha I'm I'm rooting for low key rooting for you. Rooting Listen, for you me. have two generations here that is gonna help you, and each of us generations, like just millennial or me, Gen X, 
the generations of no feelings. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, we have we we know what to do in a specific cases. Yeah. There is no internet. What do you do? You guys are crying. They don't know what to do. <laughs> you guys. go and do something something that doesn't need internet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if the light on the in the street, the light in the streets goes off, the power goes, uh, and then what do you do? I mean, you have four people screaming and horn the cars and going crazy, not know what to do. My generation will go in the middle of the street and redirect the traffic. Yeah, your generation is gonna bitch about it. Freak out! Oh, what Freak I do? Ah, well, that's and the your generation would just drive to. We would just drive to <laughs> and be like, yeah, I know, watch out, watch out. Just drive. My generation will. That actually happened. My generation will go out and direct yeah. the traffic and tell everybody, all right, shut up, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. Well, that's part of uh, uh, what it makes us different in this in this uh, podcast. Like we see life in a different way, but uh, you 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 do good. We we got you back, man. We'll do that. We'll do that. You now you are in the sea with a lot of sharks. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I um, I do feel the pressure and the that pain in my neck that everyone's been feeling, but it's all about positivity. Yes. Yeah, positivity, patience. The more you freak out, the worse it gets. The more you complain, the worse it gets. You know. Look, I'm so positive. If I get a flat tire, <laughs> if I get a flat tire. Actually, I was going to the lake yesterday, and and my my, my trailer tire get get bad, and I have to stop in the highway. I was not crazy or bad or anything. Mm-hmm. I just get out and change the tire. But I was looking for a bill of a hundred dollars bill somewhere in the in the highway. I was mm-hmm. so positive, even though. That thing happened, so I think other people will go like, "Oh, what do I do now? Mess up my Start whole plan." I just change the tire and keep going to the just lake. Keep going. But th- that's that's the difference between being patient and, and just get it done versus bitching about it. Like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I mean, my plans. I have seven people in my car with a boat going to the lake. So I'm supposed to be crying about all oh, the plans messed up." No, I just took action, changed the tires, and go to the lake. You either fix your problem really sad and miserably, or you fix it with positivity and get there faster. And it was so many cars. That's <laughs> that's how I see it. Because yeah. honestly, I'd be I'd be thinking, I'd be thinking it's kind of messed up, but I'll be driving in a really busy like uh, highway, and I'll be thinking, right now, if my tire just blows out, what am I going to do? What am I like? What's going to happen? Right? I, I don't even think about getting upset. I just think about. Getting that tow truck out there, calling him, take me over here, let's get this thing done, then we keep going. Yeah, you know? but if you do that, just approach everything with positive, you know, positivity. Like, if you get a flat tire in the highway, all right, go outside, maybe you find a hundred dollars bill somewhere. Or, or even better, the guy who's coming to change your tire, you tell him, listen, do you need a house? Maybe he buys a house from you. So, out of as something crazy as out of as something negative you always gotta look for the the positive because it's always positive people focus too much on the on the crisis and they don't focus on the opportunities it's always opportunities in crisis but people is focus more on the crisis yeah also one thing about pressure is that pressure is good you got to learn how to have pressure motivate you to be better like um, in sports, when we would play sports, um, whenever it was a big game, whenever we were, knew we were going to be on TV or we were playing in like the playoffs or the state championship, 
you know, the coach would come in and be like, this is it. Like, you lose, you go home, you win, you're on to the next. And that's a lot of pressure. Everyone's got to do their job. Everyone, but it, it makes you feel like, I feel it now. It makes you feel like fired up and ready to go. You're ready to smash somebody yep. and just hit people. And you know, like, if you break your leg, you're going, you're going to stay in the game. You have to, you have to leave in a stretcher to leave that game. And that pressure you learn through sports, like, this is all that feeling that you're getting, the anxiety, the nervousness. Everyone is... It feels nauseous. Everyone has butterflies. Everyone is nervous. They hear, they see the people. They're sweating. <laughs> but you can't let it like buckle you. You have to let it fuel you up. Like UFC fighters, when they step in that ring, all of them always say the same thing. They're always nervous when they walk out. But then they talk to themselves and use that feeling to motivate them to fight. So that pressure that you're feeling, that anxiousness, should be your motivation to be like, let me make calls. Let me get this deal. Because when you get your first check, you're going to be like, damn, I did it. Okay, let me do it again. When that when that bank account starts going low, that pressure starts to go. Damn, let me do it again. Don't be one of those people that that lets they get crippled by by nervousness and pressure. They buckle under the pressure. We call it right because there's agents out here who they don't want to make calls. They're like, oh, what if I get yelled at? So they'll sit there and think about the feeling they're going to experience if somebody yells at them. And now an hour, an hour and a half has gone by. They're on Facebook. I'm gonna make a call. Well, I'm gonna give me ten minutes. I'm getting ready, and then two hours I've gone by and they've done nothing. Cause that, you know, fear, Dan Pena, fear, false expectations appearing real. It's yeah. not real. It's not. It's you can be, call someone, and someone can say yes. Come, come sell my house. I will, I've been waiting for somebody to call me. Yeah. You're, oh my <laughs> God. You're. This must be uh, uh, the, the famous line. I knew today was gonna be a good day. Exactly. I've been praying, and you called me all of a sudden. There you go. You and you got it. I knew that. Everything happens for a reason. That's yes. why you call me. That's right. Then, you know, I'm on the phone thinking, yes. <laughs> right? Look, I, I, I practice <laughs> yoga, as you guys know. Yeah. And in yoga, there is a lot of times that you put positions like so uncomfortable, like it's a lot of pain. And then you got to stay there for like a two, three minutes. But it's so much pain. But I think life is the same thing. Like you got to be uncomfortable in order for build something. Like... Once you be uncomfortable, you start building that muscle, like that those white muscles that yoga yogis build in, in their body. You'll see those muscles once you feel uncomfortable in uncomfortable positions for a long period of time and do it all over again. In life, it's the same thing when people is like screaming at you or or life is like it's not easy. You got it learn how to be uncomfortable in life you gotta learn how to be uncomfortable because that's that's gonna be the key for your success like when people is very comfortable getting a paycheck every, every friday you get a paycheck and then you go and spend it and monday go back to work and friday you have another paycheck that's be very very comfortable so it's nothing nothing it's it's it's, it's motivating to do something different but when you don't have that money and you're very uncomfortable, you don't have money to eat, and or you don't have your bank account is going lower and lower and lower, that being uncomfortable is going to make you create something different. So that's why you got to take this as an opportunity. And honestly, if I wouldn't be, uh, if I wouldn't be, I went out of business when I in 2008. In 2009, I started being a real estate agent and I'd be. And I built mobile realty in a in a situation that I was in a really bad shape economically. Uh, sometimes I didn't have fucking money to eat. It was tough. And you got three, four kids that oh shit, I gotta bring some money to my house. Uh, my wife worked full time, 
But I don't think, you know, I'm coming from business since I was 15 years old. I've been doing my own business. I never worked for somebody. Uh, I never get a W-2 in my life. So when you lose everything and you are uncomfortable, and then and you're 40 years old, uncomfortable 40 years old with three, three, five kids, and then no money for rent, and then you realize, oh, I got to do something spectacular to get out of this. So that being uncomfortable, it makes me create mobile reality. I'll be honest with you, if I were to be not uncomfortable, I would not create mobile reality. Mobile reality mm -hmm. came out of something really a necessity of, of me to be success, to go back into my business because I lost everything. And you're talking about losing so much money and not having to pay the rent. That's huge. That was 2008. For a, a lot of people from my generation, they lost everything in 2008. Like you lose all your savings, banks, everything went out of business and then you don't have money. And, and I think a lot of my generation went through those problems and now they, they came back very stronger. So learn how to be uncomfortable in order for you to be very successful. Uncomfortability, how do you call it? Uh, be uncomfortable. Just be uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable, it may be the key for success for most of the people. I I'll tell you one thing. If you're hungry, you're going to be success. But, uh, but if, you, if you have passion and you're hungry, the success is guaranteed. Like you have passion for real estate, but now you need to be hungry. <laughs> so you will be hungry two months. I know that. You're going to be broke. I already feel old. He just told me I'm going to be broke. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, holy shit. What so you like, you can never turn this box <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. That's, 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 I mean, that's success right there, bro. But I'm, depending I've on how you take it. I've been hungry. But you need, uh, no, you're not being hungry. No, you don't think so. Nah, you got your mom, dad. To take care of those hungry situations. <laughs> I I mean honestly though I haven't even been home. I've been I've been out working. Okay. You know they've barely seen me to be honest. I haven't even eaten. Today was the today my mom actually made me breakfast for the first time in like a, two months probably because mm -hmm. I just have I I wake up first. I'm the first one now. I'm the last one to get back. You know I'm out there. So it's I did get uh referrals from them mm -hmm. but i still have my other my other you know qualified buyers from my own so I, I feel i feel hungry and whenever i do feel comfortable it's a pain in the head it's like no get up go go do something okay. you know all right you have 10 hours every day that you gotta use in a smart way to produce money for you yeah so every time you go like oh, what i do with these 10 hours every day and that's when you gotta start creating a um time management time management for you is huge because you don't have a, an income every week coming in. Nobody will pay your car. Nobody will give you leads. So now your time must be used in a very smart way to produce money for the next deal, for the next deal, for the next deal. It's always about the next deal. Yes. Otherwise, you... I mean, I, this is what I think. I think an, an agent should have 10 properties on the contract every month. Like, they must be on the contract, 10 transactions. Uh, that way you can close one transaction every week. Every week you'll have a closing when you have 10 properties on the contract. And you prove that because uh, you have, in the past, you you had 10, 10 properties on the contract. So you were, closing, you were closing one every week. Yeah. That's, that's the number. That's the magic number. In order for you to have 10 on the contract, 
you really need to be working with 32 clients every week, every month. Like 32 clients pre-qual from the bank, going out there, showing houses, listing presentations, gotta happen. 32, you have 10 on the contract, you're gonna close once every week, and every month you have to put five more in. Why? How many contacts a day? One will close, one will never close. So one, one transaction will fall through. So that's why you have to put five on the contract. I mean, close, close five every, every put, to put in the schedule to close five because one will never close. But how many contacts did you say a day? 30, 30, 32 show, I mean, 32 contract, contacts pre-approval. Oh, okay. Like people that already went to the bank and they are looking for home. But how many people like are you trying to talk to a day? A day? I'll say 20. 20 people a day? 20 people a day. That makes sense. Mm, so, like, if you want to do a hundred in one day, that's fine too. Like, call calling a hundred people, like on the phone, and one day the rest you do something different. Like, go on the street talking to people, uh, supermarket malls. I mean, I I, I love when people was like, uh, I'm going on vacation, and and I think you were talking about people in the summer going away and not work and going to you know bring the car the going to the beach or whatever even though you are on vacation you can do business yeah even though you are in the park you can do business i mean i i've done business all my life even though when i'm going to the lake i'm talking to people i'm giving business cards i'm i'm, I'm trying to get friends with the people with boats and hey what are you, how you doing how are you how is it, you know let's let's put the boats together and talk and, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. He's my business card. But you can always, you know, do business even though you are on vacation. That's the life of a real estate agent. I like uh, it. I like so, it. So we have uh, actual questions. So look, I want to do listings, right? Uh-huh. And some questions from the podcast fans. Um, how long could I have a property coming soon? 30 days. 30 days. That's the max. The max. Okay. And then another thing that a bunch of like young agents, um, you know, young agents want to make money like quick, you know, and that's, I think it's a bad mentality. You know, I think you should work and get everything that you have in the firm, you know, learn all the, all of the tools and all the materials that there's out there before you really get in there. But people think that you can come in here and make money like that, you know? Ambitions so, are good. Like, yeah. You got to have goals. You, you have to have dreams, big dreams. Mm-hmm. I think people should have big dreams. I, I have a problem with kids in high school. Like my daughter just graduated from high school. And I asked these kids, what are you going on to college? It was, oh, a university around here, here. I don't see people have big dreams. Like if I would be that kid, I would go, I'll go to Harvard. I'm gonna try to get a Harvard. I mean, <laughs> I'll go to Duke. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But just putting things, big things in your head is good. Now you put them in your head, but now you have to do it. You have to try to do it. You have to work on it to do it. Like, all right, I want to go to Duke or I want to go to Harvard. Uh, all right, now I'm going to apply. Yeah, do that. Apply. I don't care if they don't get me, but I'll apply. Even though some kids go like, oh, they, I will never get there. Like, why, why do you say that? Try. It's the same thing in business. Like, you, you got to have big dreams, but you also got to understand that you got to work very hard. You, you just gotta wake up every day, do the things. Um, just to give you an idea, I came into the real estate business when I was 40 years old. I've done business since I was 15 years old. My, my first business was uh, in the Giant Stadiums, and 
in, in New Jersey yeah. uh, and the, uh, doing flea market. I used to buy dresses with my mom and I used to bring them into the flea market and sell it, buy it for five dollars, you know, fix them a little bit and put it, put it back in the, in the flea market for 20, 30 dollars. I make a lot of money. Uh, when I was 22, I already had four uh, boutiques in New York. So it took me five years and then I keep going. And then I have uh, a human resource company. I have a, and then I have a gas stations, a marina. I, I went through a lot of things in my life. When I came to real estate, I was 40. Even though I have a lot of experience and I knew how to do business, I wait five years to build my own company. Five years. So I went through Keller Williams, Caldwell Banker, I worked for Fathom, and I learned and I keep learning and I, and I keep researching. Even though I have the money and the experience, because I, I, my first year in real estate, I sold 48 houses, because I, I like sell. But even though I wait five years to build mobile, because I was not ready. I, I, was, I, I feel like I have to learn more and more and more and more. So it's funny when some people come into the industry, especially young uh, people come in and, and they are one, two years in the business and they go, oh, I want to open my own farm and I want to do this. I goes, wait, 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 you have to learn more. So I, I don't think you can just do things without learning the process. It, it takes some time to, 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 to learn skills because sales is skill. Like you, yeah. you need to be around people that knows how to do sales. So, now, you have a 40 years old guy coming to real estate, me, going through a lot of firms, learning the process, and it took me five years to build my own company and to build mobile. Now we have like over 100 agents, but I, and the reason why we grow is because I was prepared for that. And not only I was prepared at the beginning, but I, I, it took, I took my time to learn more and, and learn the process and learn different concepts and so that, that, that's when I say somebody come in and try to get millions of dollars right away, that's a mistake. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying that you, it takes time. You gotta develop some skills in order for you to, to, to be very successful. So everything we do, we just do it very, uh, I mean, a lot of people out there think like mobile realty just came out of nowhere because they don't know me. But I'm coming a long way in business, yeah. not only in, in the United States, but I also do business in South America. So I really understand the process of business. Uh, and now I'm doing real estate, but uh, you need to develop some skills. And that's the problem with young generations. They just don't, they don't want to take the time to learn those skills. One thing I did want to say about mobile, I wanted to say in the meeting we had in the morning, I forgot was, you were right about the marketing for mobile. Mobile, people already know who mobile are. You know how I know? Because as I start hanging out with different crowds, I've been meeting more realtors and broker in charges and managers of other companies. And they'll, they'll ask me, you know, like uh, one, we were at the lake and the lady was like, oh, you work for mobile realty? And I was like, yeah. She goes, who does your marketing? What company do you pay? And I was like, oh, we do all that in-house. And she goes, oh, okay. Like, I, I could tell she wanted, she was looking for the person. I, I feel like from her body language that she really liked the marketing and wanted to know the company so they can call and, and have mm -hmm. it. And when it was in-house, she was kind of not expecting that. And yeah. then in the same conversation, she was like, oh, and the design for the wrapped cars, like, who did that? I was like, oh, that's the, the owner. That's his concept. 
and who wraps your car? How much does that cost? And I was like, oh, I don't know. He gets them all wrapped, but I, I, it's pretty cheap. And they're like, oh. And do you like driving the car that's wrapped? And I was like, absolutely. And she goes, do you get business? And he goes, all the time. She goes, oh, okay. And then I can see, she turned and looked at another realtor and they had just left a really big firm to start their own teams. Mm -hmm. So I think they were in the, in the process of fishing, you know, for information, don't want this. But even just my regular entry-level realtors, you know, they'll be like, damn, your marketing is good. Like, how much do you pay for your pictures and your videos? I was like, oh, that's all covered by the, covered by the firm. She's like, oh, that's cool. I like the style. So you're right. I, maybe not so much. I don't know about the consumers. I mean, I haven't met a consumer who, who looked at me like, what's mobile? They're usually like, oh, okay, yeah, I know mobile. But the agents, because, you know, usually agents are in their own head. Mm -hmm. These agents recognize mobile. They know. And to the point where now they're starting to ask, how do you guys do that? Or I'm like, where's your office? What's a chill place? So it's it's you're at a place now where you're right, and you were so right. And I want to give you those examples. Every every detail of the company is being it's been a study case. Uh, the way the letters are on the car, mm -hmm. the way the everything is in position, it has it has a, a why. It, it's not just me coming and rob a car. It, it doesn't work that way. And that doesn't work in business that way. Like. People go, you can go right now and say, I can create a, 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 an app like Uber better than that. Yeah, you can. And maybe it's better, but it's not Uber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing because everything is being a process, you know, to, to create the car, the wrapping of the car, it took months of study. How are we going to do it? How the, the locations of the letters are going to be? What is going to be the impact on, 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 on when somebody goes 100 miles per hour and they still remember that it's a mobile reality car? So there are so many details, like why the offices, why the chill places, yeah. why, you know, Fanny is a designer and every detail of the, of the co-working space, he has a meaning. So I think replicating mobile reality, it's going to be so hard for people to, to do it. Where's the Even carpet? though you try. Where's the carpet? That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, don't don't think don't think that because you see something and you're smart enough to do it because you're smart be smart enough to do it. Don't think that that's that's what is gonna happen. Everything has a why. That's right. Don't compare yourself with another uh, success person, one entrepreneur, an entrepreneur. Like I can compare myself as an entrepreneur to the owner of EXP. We have different styles. But we both valuable because not just like how many people in the area, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham, how many people owns a firm like Mobile Realty? I'm not from here. I don't. I, I was not racing. No, no. I came here 11 years ago. So why this top agent from this top company, EXP or whatever company, why they don't have something like Mobile Realty? So why I have to come here and create it? something that they couldn't be able to create it. So it means that I'm using a different style, different concept, different mindset, different me traveling all over the world that give me a better idea how to possession specific things in the car or the chill place. So nothing is a coincidence. Like people think like, oh, it's pure luck. It's not. I've been doing this business for a long time. It also takes some balls. Of course. Because <laughs> a lot of what I see is top agents go to a firm like the big ones, and then once they get successful, they leave, become the broker in charge of their own little team, 
and then have you know a buyer's agent, a listing agent, and it's just a team of three or four or five. Mm-hmm. You know, Latina Cole, with that situation, she went to EXP and then she's growing her team under her. With, with the support structure of EXP, she doesn't have Tina Cole real estate firm. I think she do, and it's a great company too. It's, they do a lot of luxury. It's no, but it's just a, it's a team structure under mm-hmm. EXP. It's not not like mobile realty, not like TC real estate firm. It's a team, so that's why it takes a lot. It's it's your licenses at risk. It's overhead. It's a lot of expenses. Yeah, and uh, it's also we own the the name. We own the the trademark. We own a lot of concept. We we have also a lot of uh, trademarks, but uh, it's easy just to to talk and say, oh, that company is not like my team, you know? Mm-hmm. But you're working for somebody, you, you don't own that company. And, and at Mobile Realty, we own it and we create it and we keep creating things. So that makes a big difference. Sitting down with the CEO of a company, it's not easy. If somebody sit down with the CEO of these big companies, let me know because I don't, I don't think people are sitting down in front of the CEO. People at Mobile Realty, they will talk to the CEO of the company. And it's a company that is growing every day, uh, bigger and bigger. So I think it's a great opportunity to join Mobile Realty because it's in the early stage of, of a big company. And that has been all. Episode 10, ending the season strong, getting back with a brand new season next week. Next week, we're going to have a new season, new, new things coming in, and it's going to be so exciting. Mobile Realty. 2.0, Mobile Realty 2.0 is all about the mobile, the, the orange. It's all about the orange. It's all about the the orange peel, the orange, you know, the skills that we got as a mobile agent. Everybody will feel so proud to be a mobile re- realty agent. It's just like I see people coming to Google, work for Google, and they are so proud to work for Google. People at our firm will be so proud to work for mobile. So they're going to wear all the time an orange peel. And that has been all. Thank you so much. See you, man. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.